Hello and welcome everyone to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast. Yeah, so good we recorded it twice. Uh... Uh... I think everyone knew that opening was coming. Yes, this is round two of round five of... Of so um, obviously nobody's heard the first recording, nor will it'll be that forever thing that if you ever find the recording of it, first of all, give it to me, and second of all, collector's edition. In the past, a, well, you know, you've seen Tenet. Past, future means nothing. No, if you find it, yeah, if you find it, delete it. We don't want it. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you find it, either send it to us in the past, Tenet style, Tenet, or. Just delete it forever. Um, we may eventually publish my audio, which will make no sense. Um, I did the insane thing of listening back to my a bit of my audio, thinking, "How can we salvage this? Can I just can I send my half of the podcast to Sean and just like you know what, fuck with you record based no, on th- what there you was hear a, me there say. was a moment because I I have your audio um, because <laughs> someone who is not me um, put it in a, it was anyway yeah so listen I'm not saying whose fault it was but it wasn't Ian's. And uh, I was listening back to a bit of it going, can I do this? Can I literally <laughs> do it on the fly? Can I oh, record okay. to... <laughs> but no, no. It's not... Uh, I talked it through in my head, otherwise it's just not going to happen. So um, I would love to say I remember exactly what I said last week. It doesn't It doesn't really matter. It was actually 10 days mm. ago that we recorded. Um, we do it quite a bit before. Um, so we're recording it about nine hours before it comes out so this is the i mean assuming sean can be asked to edit this one um it might just be completely raw i might get all the warts and all this is going to be like as as close to release time as close to live as we've done unless i lose the audio again could you start could you just not so um we have got ridiculous things going in our lives. We are tired. We're going to dive straight in. Um, right, socials at English Irish GTM on Twitter and Facebook. We have a website. It is um, an Englishman and an Irishman dot WordPress dot. Now it's it dot com, and I will link all of that in descriptions to this episode to make it kind of easier for people. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that thing that we say I we're going to do, do every it week every single week. Yes. You do that? Yeah, when I say I'm going oh, to cool. put it in the description, right. I, there isn't a little Good. lie detector beside me that goes, <laughs> liar. <laughs> North Head. Um, yep, cool. We have a YouTube channel, which is going to have some stuff on it um, at some point. So find us YouTube. It's an Englishman and an Irishman. Um, you can find us on Instagram. It's English Irish, um, not being managed account.com. Just yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on that any day now. I'm going to get on that. Guess which one. Put it this way. The Instagram account um, is somewhere with the audio that we lost. Uh, nice. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's the social. I think so, yeah. Um, Twitter, Facebook. Cool. Right. We're going to do some news. Yes, there is. There's. Yeah! If there is one positive to come out of this, it's that a lot has happened in the last 24-ish hours. Yeah, that we immediately were able to Google and now talk about. This is Andy. Um, so, what oh, we said shit sandwich. What was the first part of the shit sandwich? What was... Oh, crap. We were just talking oh, about how nice... Paramount Plus. Thank you very Paramount much. Plus. Paramount Plus. So, yes. See, uh, so, long story see. medium. Uh, Viacom was a big company. And then two people fell out. And it became two little big companies. And then one of those people buggered off. And then it took a while. And now it's gone back to being one big company again. 
and you if you're a trekkie you have heard the phrase cbs all access because if you're in the states that's how you're legally watching things like discovery picard lower decks if you are outside the states you are desperately searching for a friend in the states to see if you can then get <laughs> access to an account but yes thanks dan decker uh, bloody legend and um, paul sutherland as well who is also a legend and also all of the americans who we like um, yeah, let's just send them all to prison. That's fine. Absolutely. Literally have it on record that you're breaking the law, breaking the law. Huh. Well, no, they're not. We are. Um, but uh, actually, no, you're right. Let's be more specific. Ian is. Um, so, uh, moving swiftly uh, along. Um, and yeah, so what was announced today is that rather than being called CBS All Access, which is. Which was shit. It, yeah, marketing people. Sorry, I love you, CBS. I love Star Trek. I love everything. We, we, we love all them. Never like CBS or like. No, no, the marketing people need to get in touch with Albert Hogan. He will, he will teach them how to make names. He actually came up with a better name than what they've come up with. So <laughs> they have come up with Paramount Plus, which is terribly original. And Paramount, of course, <sighs> being spelled D I S N E Y. And then you put a plus after it. Um. And while Ian figures out what that spells, that is thank you, and that's gonna oh my god, that's gonna bring all of the kind. Uh, I think we have programming from VH1, Nickelodeon, um, other ones which I should have googled but didn't. So it, it, it's a good few channels are going to be available through Paramount Plus. Uh, I think the, the tagline's pants though, isn't it? It's the it's sports. Um, things a mountain of entertainment. Oh. You did a thing with a mountain. I, if they had said a mountain of entertainment and gone with Albert's name, I would have been okay it works. with that. Mm-hmm. Ian, what did Albert come up with? Peak Paramount. I love it. It's so good. That's what it should be. It's so, so good. Copyright that shit right now. Because it's so like it's it's meta. It's kind of like in the in the the zeitgeist right now. It would have been the coolest hippest thing that they could have could have done. But nope, they've gone with Paramount Plus. They've gone from something which CBS All Access was an original name, so you get points for original originality. Um, but now you've gone to the opposite end of the, the spectrum. You also get um, points for putting an extra syllable in the word originality. I'm giving you that. Oh, one. I I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. What's that movie from? What's that from movie? What movie is that from? Tired. I don't know. I can't remember either. But it's oh, okay. Movie. I thought that was one of those kind <laughs> Mike of. Myers. No, no, no. It is. It's it's a Mike Myers film where he's on a plane, um, and the lady uh, hostess is reading this booklet which says um, "Ass is the window," and he's like, "There you go. You appear to have put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable." And he's very. That's yeah, a good story. Ian. So we were talking about the positive news, which is what what this means is uh, we're not just, you know, saying, hey, isn't it nice that these big companies are making changes? No, what we're chuffed about is that at the moment, the entire Star Trek franchise is fractured across lots of different streaming services. We're obviously in Ireland and the UK, which means we have all of everything kind of discovery earlier not including the animated series, are on Netflix UK, but you don't have the movies. You have movies on... Ian, do you have Now <clears throat> TV in the UK? I'm not... I do. Yeah, no, we do have Now okay. TV. That's a, it's, a, it's a Sky thing, basically. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think they have but, the movies. Yeah, they do. What bugged me is that this wasn't a problem a couple of years ago. Like, you had First Contact, all of the TNG, you had everything on Netflix, and then it just... 
disappeared. It's to do, yeah, it's something to do with rights because I don't correct me if I'm wrong now, but I don't remember the Kirk era movies being on Netflix. Uh, I think it was. I think they were at some point. Um, but the rights thing is ridiculous and stupid for movies that are 40, 30, 20 years old. Well, uh, that's true. There, I I had a look on, um, you know, let's just see where are the movies now if you're in, say, the States. The, the States will be affected, obviously, first by, by all of this. And uh, Star Trek 2009 is on a streaming service I had never even heard of. Um, yeah, it's amazing how many are out there that you're like, well, Coco? What? What's that? And what's on it? And it has like one exclusive and then 500 South Korean films, which are probably awesome, but it's a very niche, very niche streaming service. Um, actually, you know what? Funny if just the only sidebar I'll do in the news, um, I know on Netflix US, the amazing Korean film Train to Busan is on it, but it's not on Netflix yes. UK. I don't understand what the rights issues there are. Oh. You know? I don't understand any of that because I don't because VPNs are a thing and people do it. I don't get why you just don't have one universal Netflix for all. Um, yeah, bugs me. Um, so that's positive. Yeah. So it's positive news. Certainly, so it'll affect yeah, the US listeners um, first. <laughs> the, uh, the majority of our listeners are from the US. Hi Dan, um, and uh, so they will get hopefully. There's actually no word on the films yet, but hopefully they'll get kind of everything amalgamated sooner, which hopefully, again, then will, you know, kind of spread out to all of us. Just like, you know, I'm a big proponent in physical media. Uh, We both have the Blu-rays of the films. Um, Once upon a time now, I did have most of the series in various VHS. Do you remember Mm -hmm. them? And um, VHS. But now... (laughs) We, we we are moving to a world where streaming is the thing. Uh, qua- yeah, of course it you is. Know? So to have it all in one place, that would be that would be awesome. I'm, it's awesome. I'm more excited about bringing all of the rights into one place for the, the shared movie universe, um, which I think they are stupid to not do that. So I think you're going to see before long um, disco movies. Uh, dis- dis- disco movies. <laughs> Movies in the disco era. Um, you're gonna burn, see... burn them, burn disco movie. Oh, burn, burn them, nice. burn. Nice. Sorry, I, I'm Try. not that wishing harm on you. But Sean made it funny. <laughs> Let's retire now. Mm. Quit all of my head. Yeah. Oh. So that's good news. I like that. That's cool. So, oh right. Um, J.K. Rowling. So, hmm. um, there there is a much longer conversation to be had, which I would you know potentially love to do an episode about that, uh, about separating author from art. But yeah, she is she's got she's not trouble. Look, I don't mean troublesome in that she's annoying. She's problematic. It's gone beyond that at this point, because she has chosen to die on this horrible hill. You know. It is, um, and I think the, the the reason I wanted to bring this up now is because this now goes beyond separating art from artists because she's decided in her latest book to really stick her flag down. The, 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 the news is that she is writing a book which is about a, a man um, who dresses up as a, as a woman to get close to other women to kill them. Um, there's a lot of imagination in the world. J.K. Rowling created an entire universe of, of wizards and everything. Yeah. 
if she is that adamant that she is for trans rights and she is on your side, why, how distasteful is it to then release this story? Release a story about anything else. I... It feels like such a kick, doesn't it? To be, I, I, I definitely want to be clear with this. I, I know you are not saying anything to do with censorship. Now that that's not what the point nope. of this is. No, 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 and no one's, no yeah. one's saying that. Um, Nobody is saying that. Just because, yeah, like, in in case that it's not, it, that is not the point at all here. The point is that nope. this is something she is choosing to do, knowing the message that she has spread out in the world yep. and that I, I it is Fashion indefensible thing. if you care and you know I was I want to say believe in trans rights but that's such a silly statement because that's like believe is, believing it, in gravity it, it's there believing in science exactly yeah. it's there whether you choose to acknowledge it or not it's there it just makes you an asshole if you don't um, it, so Robbie Coltrane, poor old Hagrid. I'm not even going to say poor old Hagrid. Robbie Coltrane has decided to chime in, um, and I'm just going to read what he said because it really wound me up. Um, so I don't know why there's a whole Twitter generation of people who hang around waiting to be offended. Uh, they wouldn't have won the war, would they? Brilliant, we've gone back to the war. That's me talking like a grumpy old man, but you just think, oh, get over yourself, wise up, stand up straight, and carry on. Fuck you. Really, it's so uh, detached it's, from so detached from reality and and anything that's going on. Um, and he goes he goes on to say, "I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there because I don't want the hate mail. I don't want to deal with that shit." Well, shut up and sit down yourself then. Yeah, and I'm I don't want people to send him hate mail. I don't want people to send him abuse. I don't want any of that to happen. No, nope, just of course not. Don't chime in on it then. But I'm not justifying that. I'm not saying I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't wish it on anyone because it's hideous. I think everybody deserves a bit of grace to explain themselves. Yeah. But don't chime in on this topic. It's like, it's, if it's something, oh, I don't know. No, I, I just, why? why? All of it, why? Just let people be. It's the. It's similar to the Star Trek argument, isn't it? Just let people like the Star Trek they like. Let people live the life they want to live as long as they're not hurting anybody else. This this is just something I wanted to not even acknowledge but talk about because I think it's important that we talk about the people that are doing this so we can learn from their mistakes. Yes. Yeah. I. If there was ever going to be a situation where we were to sit down in a room with Robbie Coltrane and J.K. Rowling, I would absolutely, I'd love to talk, but I... But to put the message out in the world that the way that you identify comes with an asterisk and conditions. And that's yeah. what they're saying. And that's not... Nobody has the right to put that on somebody else. Um, and, yeah, this... So, yeah, as you say, this, this came out today, so... I yeah. Just keep your nose out of it, honestly. It, it, Robbie Coltrane, if you if you don't want to get involved, don't get involved. J.K. Rowling, if you support trans rights, come out and say it, and don't pull stunts like this. Um, love to keep this discussion going on Twitter. I'd love to keep the discussion respectful. Um, yeah. I think name-calling and ad, ad hominem attacks do anything for anybody, but I think it's a discussion, excuse me, a discussion worth having. Yes, absolutely. 
onto slightly lighter news. <laughs> um, I want to do a quick mini comparison of um, Black Widow and Bill Ted. Which is Bill, Bill Ted, wow, that's, Bill and Ted. I love that because that was such a seamless and natural progression of conversation to go. <laughs> There's no way to segue. There's not <laughs> at all. So don't even try. If you can't segue, don't segue. You can't fall off a segue if you don't segue. Well, hey. Uh, so I this came to mind because when I went to see Tenet the other what feels like a month ago now, um, these two trailers were on the um, front of the movie. And they gave me much different feelings. Um, Black Widow, I've kind of always said that it's a movie that's come out too late. Um, I've wanted a Black Widow movie since she turned up in Iron Man 2. Um, she deserves her own movie. It feels like it has come far, far too late, especially as it's a prequel. Uh, if this is your origin story, which it is, it's come far, far, far too late. It is almost... It feels like a slap because... We're in the weird, like between area between um, between Avenger, uh, sorry, Endgame and the next phase of the MCU. Mm. So this obviously doesn't fit anywhere into that. I just wish that she'd been given her own movie. I, I totally agree. This is this should have been a phase two film, not a phase hundred percent. Phase no, we're still phase four. Yeah, no phase phase fifteen. It's, no, it's phase four finishes with Endgame, so we're into phase five. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, so that's and well, or it, no, far it, from home. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, even that's a strange coda. Anyway, we'll do a Marvel episode yeah. later. But yeah, like I want to see the film, but I wanted it five years ago. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, and that is that has nothing to do with an age thing. I think obviously Scarlett Johansson could do a trilogy right now. Oh, good God, yeah. films. I would actually be happier about this if it wasn't a prequel because it's this lady is going to play a big part in sorry this person is going to play a big part in our universe going forward we're not just giving her a bit of lip service by chucking in a prequel movie uh, I mean who knows what the plans are next but it's just the beside the trailer itself didn't do much for me at all I've not so you, you mentioned I actually now I haven't seen the latest trailer I've seen the full trailer and I thought yeah it looks perfectly fine I just yeah. I think any to be very kind I think any Marvel film now and certainly for the next short while is going to feel like okay while it starts to get momentum again because it's done it's yeah, you know exactly. it's been 22 23 film yeah. marathon, which is incredible and amazing and it hasn't been done before and hopefully will be done again by Marvel yeah. um, and so because Black Widow's going to be film one in that, I actually, thinking out loud, is this the next Iron... Is, there's a problem... Oh, by the way, spoiler, I assume everyone listening to this is one of the... How many people are on Earth now? Eight billion people who saw Endgame. <coughs> uh, yeah. So, we know this is a prequel. One of two things will happen. Timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, or a character from this film will take the role of Black Widow going of forward. Black Widow, exactly. Whether it's Florence Pugh's uh, character who plays her sister in the film, mm-hmm. or there's Rachel Weiss, or there is David Harbour. There I am testing my memory. Yeah, I mean, and and it, it could be one of those, it could happen, but I, I don't know, it just... Anyway, the trailer didn't do a lot for me. It's got a bit of a Guardians vibe because you've got this ensemble that's a bit quirky and a bit kooky and I wonder how many of them are going to die because where the hell are they now? So, I don't know. It just doesn't feel quite right. Problem with prequels, yeah. However. However, 
Big, however, Bill and Ted gave me the opposite feelings. Um, it is a long time since I've seen um, since I've seen Bill and Ted, but this trailer was so much flipping fun. It just took me right back there. It lo- um, it looks like I was just saying before we came on, it's the film we just kind of need right now. It looks like it's big budget, it's recognisable names and faces, and it looks like just a load of people who are just going to be nice. It, it should have been called Bill and Ted Be Excellent to Each Other. I think that should have been the subtitle. Because I, I, I think that's what... The film's going to have heart. There's heart all over the trailer. Um, uh, having their daughters is fantastic. It's so cool. And I will... Just after the trailer, I will happily watch a film with them too. Oh yeah. Um, uh, have you seen Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter just bounce off each other and just like, dude, yeah. Have you seen? I'm it... just like in the audience going, dude, <laughs> yeah. Um, have you seen a uh, TV series called Atypical on Netflix? Hmm. I know of it. I haven't seen it. It is on the ever-growing Netflix my list catalog thing. That I, it's just a shameless now. Netflix just emails me, emails me saying you added this to your list, but you haven't bothered to watch it, dickhead. <laughs> it's like we're. We're kind of chasing you. Um, Bridget, oh, oh my, Bridget Lundy Payne. There was a lot of syllables in that. Is um, Ted's daughter in this, mm-hmm. and the and, and she's sorry, she is brilliant in Atypical, and uh, of course Samara Weaving, who is in everything these days, yep. uh, is yep, yep, yep. playing Bill's daughter, and they just, I think it's a great. They're just That's great, phenomenal. yeah. It's brilliant. It was, it was a smart move to make it daughters and not sons. Yes, I agree. Um, the film just seems so much fun. Yeah. So I think it's amazing how different two trailers can can make you feel. Um, and I like that. I'm looking forward to it. I think we'll do a mini review on definitely on Bill and Ted. I don't even feel the need to do a Black Widow review, but we'll see. I'll watch it. I'll definitely watch it. Um, not going to write off a movie before I see it, but absolutely. I just don't know where this fits in. Absolutely. Um, cool. Yeah. So on to the episode. <laughs> so this week, I think I'm glad we spent a bit of time on the news because that's fresh for us. Screw you guys. I know all of this is fresh content, but that was fresh for us and we needed it. So that's well, actually, okay. Let me cut straight across the queue, and without giving anything away, we've had now we've had ten days to think about it. No, we're not changing our minds. No, not not changing our minds. But <laughs> is there anything? be having it because there's things that i've kind of i did the recording and I went okay that's grand have it in the bag that's grand Lost gremlins it. came along was there anything i wish i had said oh okay cool no i mean not for me i I'm, know what you I'm, mean I've, there is there's i've said everything i wanted to say about dunkirk so i'm just gonna say it again so i think oh shit and memento <laughs> All we can do is ask you now on faith not to turn off the episode and trust us when we'll make the next however long this is enjoyable for you. Oh my god, I sound like sex. Uh, trust Wait, me, for however long this lasts, I'll make me. it in- encouraging for you. Encouraging? For one of us. Right, encouraging? That's the, that's the, it's going to be enjoyable for one of us. Right, I'm putting down that glass and picking up a glass of water. So Nice. Wait, so sorry, if anybody is watching this just for the result, they're not. <laughs> That's true. I mean, at this stage, thank you very much for joining us for this. Um, one begs the question, why? No. Um, yes. All right. So, yes. Okay. As Ian quite rightly said, it is Dunkirk versus Memento in our crazy tree of, you know, versus versus the way we have figured out. We 
basically through yeah. darts at a board and put films together. So we're going to approach this. Uh, we, we had to put a structure on this because you've heard our thoughts on Memento and Dunkirk, arguably. You've heard too many thoughts on Dunkirk. Memento. Uh, well, Memento's episode is nine hours long. Um, <laughs> Correct. I love that the episode is longer than Memento, than um, the actual Dun- film. Uh, Dunkirk oh itself. Yeah. The irony. Um, so we're going to come out this. We're going to put a bit of structure on it. So we're going to basically nick the Oscars way of looking at it. We're, we're going to have to do a little bit of a sub. I think somewhere along the way, as in um, some of the what's the word I'm looking for? Ian categories. Actors. Categories. Yeah, categories. Okay, so potentially actors is the one categories. we're going to get rid of. Um, so, while we desperately flick back through our notes to what we had last time... Um, so, I just have one page of notes, and it was very one-sided. Um, I, I've, I've got back to them, and I kind of giggled, because I was like, oh yeah, I didn't really have a lot of notes, because... Uh, but yeah, we do have five categories. We're doing this kind of like the Oscars. So we were we're kind of kind of going to kind of 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 going to put that through the next round of films and the final round, the final, final, final. So we're going to kind of judge the score versus the score, um, performance, the individual standout performance. If we picked one from each film, which would be the best mm. director, which you may laugh at because Nolan's going to win. However, I think he does direct some films better than others. Tenet. Um, cinematography, which is going to favour some films um, more than others. The screenplay slash story, yeah. which will favour others. Um, and then if we really need a decider, um, which you shouldn't, because that was three versus three, uh, three versus two, um, iconic status. So overall, which one is going to be Nolan's legacy? Which one is going to really, of the two, um, put him in the history books? Yeah. Um, do you want to take it with score? Uh, take it with score. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, Dunkirk, onto performances. And I'm, I, I'm not going to disagree at all. David Julian, who is a great composer, um, it, but he doesn't... It's like saying, which which composer is better? Hans Zimmer's going to win that argument. But they do very different jobs. It does what it needs to do for Memento, but it's not a score I would potentially listen to on its own. Whereas no, again, I'm famous for, for not remembering scores, but I really, really cannot remember Memento score. Agreed. I think it's just because there's kind of like some incidental music. I think there's some good music during the chase scene where he's like, okay, so I'm chasing this guy. Yeah. Oh, no, he's chasing me. I, I, there's like a quirky bit of music there that I like, but Dunkirk is an emotion. That score is a thing of its own. Um, it's, it's an hour and a half of anxiety. It's hot in your chest. Um, it makes the film, it makes a ninety or a hundred minute film feel like it's thirty minutes. Yes, because you do not get a chance to breathe. It um, it doesn't. It is perfection. And like I I have no problem saying that I do have a preference of the two films, but there are some points that you cannot argue on, and you objectively a hundred percent correct there. Um, I I don't. Uh, this is where we potentially damage our friendship. I don't feel it's. Hans Zimmer's strongest score for a Nolan film, but th- I no, think... I'd have to agree, and I think the reason I agree is because Dunkirk is kind of cheating. So I, I almost think this was too easy for Hans Zimmer because you've got a very emotional story there. Um, the music is environmental; it is it's tension, 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 Spitfires, tension, tension, tension. 
it's almost I'm not saying that I could have composed it, but there's bits of it when you give it to Hans Zimmer, you can imagine it wrote itself. He probably didn't have to do a lot of thinking. Um I to to get there. He still created a masterpiece, but I think he it sounds like he got there quite easily. I agree. I completely agree. I think at this stage he's <laughs> he's doing it long enough that um, he has written so many fantastic... This is not just a Isn't Hans Zimmer Amazing Score um, episode. That's next week. But it, it's... It's every week, isn't it? <laughs> well, in this series, yeah, 100%. And and actually, thinking of our next episode, yeah, yeah, he's going to be back again next week. But um, what we... Uh, <clears throat> a certain um, caped crusader... Um, oh. oh, yes, we are, uh, sorry. Here we go. <laughs> the penny drops. Uh, it took me a while to get there. The, the, the last thing I will say in the score, and again, why I think uh, Dunkirk gets this, is I think more so than David Julian and Hans Zimmer both did something quite similar, which was just, it was a setting the scene score as opposed to a memorable melody score. There's not mm-hmm. an awful lot of Dunkirk yeah. that you could sing. I just feel that now whether it's the scope of Dunkirk over Memento, it's Hans Zimmer's score, I remember. It's not David Julian's. Fantastic. So, yeah, I think that's the score done. Memen- mem- <laughs> Memento has it. No. Uh, D- I, I <laughs> mind-controlled you into saying oh, that. No. Jesus Christ. Dunkirk, 100%. Dunkirk gets it. So, arbitrarily, we've got performance next. Now, this is a, this is just as easy. Um, I think this... It's memento, isn't it? Because it's an individual individual performance. Um, I haven't been shy about saying I'm not a big fan of the other performances in um, in memento, but you can't deny that Guy Ritchie pulls off something phenomenal. The level of difficulty b- behind what Bloody Nolan is asking him to do, you've got to be like he's reading the script, going, "Dude, how do I act? How do I act this? That's not." All right, I'll give it a go, and he fucking nails it. Completely and utterly. No, there's there's no argument there. Um, I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I I, but I dislike Carrie Ann Moss and Joe Pantoliano because they're bastards. But that's yeah. why I dislike them. Do, do you know what I mean? But that's but they don't stand out for me any more so than say, okay, maybe a bit more than Tom Hardy, who is hidden behind a mask. Again, disagree. 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 I'll that's... fight you on that. I think the characters are the the characters are fine. They're a bit two dimensional, um, but I also I don't think they're delivered particularly well. But I don't think they're given a lot to deliver. Um, to be completely honest, I think Tom Hardy delivers more than them, and he's given even less to do. Um, but I think he delivers it perfectly. I think you can see the maths and the calculations going on quite literally in his eyes when he's doing the fuel thing and he's just he's, he's, the, the, the guy in the other Spitfire is like um are, are you okay? Are you good? it's like yeah no no it's just the fuel gauge I think because the option there is that if it isn't the fuel gauge it's the fucking fuel tank uh, <laughs> like, nah, be grand nah, be grand we'll just be re- we'll move on it's a good thing that he had that um film to practice acting with his eyes that they did uh, before Dunkirk. Yes, um, sorry. My, always... my brain went to Nemesis, and I was like, "What? He didn't. He didn't wear a mask." Well, he in Nemesis. did do that before that. You're right. Yeah, that was before this film. Um, a <laughs> uh, couple of years had gone by. A couple Com- of years couple and about pounds. seventeen stone and muscle. Uh, yeah, absolutely, hench. Um, but yeah, talk talk to me about why Guy Ritchie is so good in this film. 
he just he is given such a difficult task of how do you make someone so likable the way that he does when it seems like every few minutes you have to reset the clock and get to know the character again although we as an audience are slowly getting more yeah. of his depth more of his backstory he's getting less and less yeah he's got to get to know exactly who he is what he's doing what his mission is and you could argue that by the end he's more confused than before yeah and oh it's it's a fantastic performance i it was one of the films i like guy pierce quite a lot actually and it was one of the films that kind of solidified for me of i would watch that man read the phone book yeah absolutely definitely with that i said guy Ritchie earlier didn't i I believe you did. I believe you did. So we need a super cut. Was so good, but we didn't even see him. Oh man, you were so good in this movie. Um, we need to do a super cut of all of the tired things that Ian has said. Which, if you suddenly, I'm going to say it. If you suddenly hear a change in mic quality, it's because I'm now recording using my relatively expensive mic as opposed to the built-in mic on my webcam. So we'll chalk that up to being a bit tired as well. We were just we were joking there. there. There was a slight pause as we were recording, and we were joking that those bastard gremlins have obviously gone across the, the Irish pond. Sea, yeah, yeah, and are now tearing out wires in. Yeah. Uh, I was I was about to say where you live. Uh, anyway, here's the exact address. No, um, <laughs> but. Thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, so okay Goblin. right score Dunkirk <clears throat> yeah. that narrows it down score Dunkirk um, performance memento is uh, there anything more you want to gush about it do you want to say it because there's, there's sort of, it's just kind of if it if it were two films that had two strong performances maybe I would mm-hmm. but this is such an easy nah it's Guy Pearce you, I do you know want to I mean? give a, I do want to give give a nod to um, Theon Greyjoy um, I think he does a fantastic job in Dunkirk what's his name at this point, we're just making up, like, uh, Fionn Whitehead. Is, thank you. Uh, hey, you said making up. I literally just, I got the colour wrong. And, then, <laughs> and, and the, the pronunciation and the lettering Theon, which is T-H. Oh, is it T-H? Fionn, oh, shit. which is F-R. Fionn, Fionn. Sweet. Um, yeah, I do think he does a fantastic job. Um, Kenneth Branagh does some very subtle things, but yeah. It's, it's all the way, it's Guy Pearce's slash Guy Ritchie's film uh, to win. Right, Locked, lock, stock, and two smoking mementos. Yep. Lo- so. Oh damn it! That's the episode title. Now we ain't going hey. back for that. I love it. That's brilliant. Um, director, which film is the better directed? So this is something that, with a few days to think on it, so I would have got up on my soapbox in the last episode and said memento it was the harder film it was no i was be i just really wanted that film to get it it's dunkirk it has to be dunkirk just the the scale and the complexity of that film um it's yeah you you could say like to be kind I, i i i feel a stab in my heart because i really want to say memento because I do think it's a triumph in direction. I think it's really, really well made. I think the whole chronological head fuckery of the whole thing makes it a more compelling watch in a way, which we'll compare to. No, yeah. But I think it's very hard to argue that filming Guy Pierce figure out things in a bar 
and figure out things in a motel, it's hard to say that that was a more difficult direction to give than... Yeah. Now, how can we get that Spitfire to go that... Fi- oh, man. Yeah. It's the difference between story and direction, isn't it? So I think story, the level of difficulty is harder in Memento, but mm. the directing... Cool, once you've got the concept, I think you're there, aren't you? Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I said this in the, in the last episode, that time hurt Christopher Nolan. When he was a boy... Time did something terrible to him. Either that, or he had a film teacher that did horrible things to him, and now he's just like, you know what? Fuck time. Fuck the standard ABC of movie making, and I will do what I want, bitch. Um, because he, he throws it out the window. Does it in Memento? Does it in Dunkirk? And it it, it makes it more unique, doesn't it? Um, it does. Some people say that it's Sean unnecessary to have the one week, one day, one hour thing. I think it's gorgeous. I think it's brilliant. And I think it's... The first time I watched it, it was a little confusing, but I picked it up straight away on the second watch. Um, I think you can still... You can put it out of your head and still enjoy it. There's enough there's enough cues there that, that, that make it work. I think the week on the mole is the most confusing bit because it's not a week, is it? It's probably three days is what that needed to be. But it's not quite as smooth. Yeah, I... I... I didn't love it, but I do absolutely appreciate that to get the drama or maybe the action drama, you did kind of need that mm-hmm. uncertainty. Um, I I mean, other than when I know it comes up one week, one day, um, but uh, one, day, one week, one day, one hour. Yeah. And it was there to be seen. Like, you know, I was, I was sitting in the cinema, I can read. Uh, so I saw that, but I think it was potentially seeing Killian Murphy one scene after yep. the other night and day is when I kind of went <clears throat> because oh, I'm with you now yeah but that's about two thirds into the film so it actually confused me a little bit because I'd almost forgotten the time element and then you see him on the boat and then he's in the wrong place and you're like oh I'm backwards in time but I still think yeah level of difficulty much much higher and I think he pulled it I know he pulls it off um, the IMAX stuff on the Spitfire that's directing. That is, I'm going to strap the most most expensive camera in the world. I'm going to strap it just to an airplane, and I'm going to follow some Spitfires, and it is going to be stunning. Do you know what I'm? I'm going to technically technically disagree with you, but I'm going to continue talking about how great Dunkirk is by going on to our. By the way, so Dunkirk directing. So going on to cinematography. Yep. Dunkirk for the exact reasons you're saying. No, you're right. Sorry, that is more, uh, it's a fine line, isn't it? Because yeah, no, it is. It is cinematography, definitely. Um, it. I mean, you're you're not wrong. I mean, technically, the director is in charge of that, of course. Mm-hmm. But I I think Dunkirk, hands down. I came on this to defend Memento. Dunkirk is a beautiful film, as in it looks fantastic. I will happily get a dig in against Tenet here in that it is not a beautiful film and it's disappointing because when you watch something like Dunkirk and you go, oh, wow, this man gets how to do a stunning visual, how Mm -hmm. to do crystal clear. Some films are better than others for that one. He seems to get the entire horizon into one shot, doesn't he? When and yeah. whenever the Spitfires turn up, it is just and it's it's the wide angle um, IMAX camera that lets you do that. But he uses it to perfection, and he uses it in the right places. He doesn't use it on the close up scenes where it's not needed. He's very selective with it, and it really shows. 
Kenneth Branagh actually, his character says what I think is a great review of the cinematography. It's like, he's standing there and he goes, you can almost see it. And you get that feeling of when you're on the beach with those soldiers, you almost can see the shores of England yeah. because you can see so much. Yeah. Because the, it's so well shot. The way it's filmed, it does a great job of making you feel like you're there. That when you're on the boat, you feel like you're on, on the your man's boat. Um, it. I wish every film... It, I don't wish every film was filmed like this because then it would become normal and I don't think it would work. But I wish I could experience this for the first time again. And I think that's that's one of the biggest compliments you can pay a film. Yeah, yeah, I no, I agree with that. I think that's a lovely, lovely description. I um, I said this on, on our Dunkirk Interstellar episode that I've only seen the film twice. Once in the cinema and once ahead mm. of our episode. And I think that was, whatever, three three or four years uh, oh no, 2018, <laughs> so two two years I think it was a week, and, a day and an hour ago it was something like that, yeah do you know what, I'd, I'd, I'd believe you um, and I had forgotten enough of it that it was new enough again although I knew the story mm-hmm. but I still got to enjoy the ah, <laughs> moments yeah. of it yeah. I just want to watch it again, I do every time we talk about this film, I'm just going to go and watch it again I love it, I love it, I love it I love it um, cool, so cinematography goes to Dunkirk Dunkirk. Screenplay. So, That's what we've got next. Screenplay. Okay, so... Sorry, I've been dominating. I'll let you go first on this one. Um, It's... You dick. It's because you know it's Memento. Um, it is. So, the screenplay... For, we've talked about this before. The two little victory dance. I'm glad we're recording <laughs> this. Um, the, the the Dunkirk screenplay is wasn't going to exist. Um, Nolan was just going to have them all ad-lib it. Thank God he didn't, because... Mm. I, with the best will in the world, I don't think that's the right way to go. Um, no, I think that's a sounds good in your head kind of a job. I feel like you're leaving that a little bit to chance. Um, I think our podcasts are better now that we put a brief amount of, of structure to them rather than us. Yeah, should we talk about some movies? Well, now that we've decided that we record every episode twice. Oh, uh, yeah, this I feels mean, a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and then his wife eventually convinces him to create a screenplay, which I think was wise, but it's still minimal, it's very conversational. Level of difficulty in Memento script is through the roof, and it mm. is clever as heck. Are we merging story and screenplay together, pretty much? I okay, yes for this episode anyway. And then if we decide to change our minds later on, it's our podcast. Yeah, fuck like, it. Yeah, but for for this one, story and script. I mean, it's easy. It's Memento for both. Yeah, it is. So, um, it is a. Well, what do you need to say about the Memento story? It is genius. Um, I mean, what can you say? Also, what can you say without giving it away? I'm sure I'll there are some people away. who are listening to this. <laughs> All right. He takes mementos from each of his kilt. No. Wait, um, what? <laughs> what? It's, it's incredible. It's told in reverse chronology. There is an option to watch it forward. I'm not interested in watching it forward, but I might end up doing it one day and decide it's brilliant. But as yeah. it stands, no, I, I like it, the structure that it is. Um, I think there is just enough given in each segment that it's infuriatingly enjoyable. Yeah. You cannot switch this film. I mean, I feel it would be a crime even to hit pause and go to the loo in this film. But it is the exact film where you should hit pause with a notepad. And go, oh, fuck, yeah. Where am I now? And- well, I've done it. That's what I literally did because it was about 15 years since I'd seen it. So it was notepad in hand. And I think... 
If I'd have had the time, I'd have been better off watching it through without taking notes. Just let it sink in, and then the second run round um, take the notes, because I got a bit frustrated, and I think I was too harsh on the movie, even though it still beat The Prestige, um, somehow. But I think I was too harsh, because I was frustrated for the first half an hour, because I couldn't keep up, but... I think you almost train your brain, don't you, to expect this film, this scene is going to be about six minutes. Brace yourself, you're going to have to reset. So now I'm training my brain to remember how that scene began because it's how the next scene is going to f- finish. No, how mm-hmm. the... Yeah. Well, yeah. You get what yeah, I mean. Kind of... Word, Put the words in the right order to fit the film. Um, it's genius, absolutely genius. And the balls on Nolan to make this his second film. Third? I think... Do you know what I think is... Third? Second? Uh, uh, sorry. Um, second that got a theatrical release. Following was the first. That yeah. uh, was... that was th- Following was the indie film. Memento was the first we'll take a chance on this film. Insomnia was the we need a director this week film. <laughs> and then there was Batman Begins. Yeah. So he's kind of been... What a jump. He's been fine since then. Um, so yeah, so screenplay slash story... Memento, hands down. Um, if you somehow have not seen Memento, please watch it. It is, it's just, it's worth it. But don't be sleepy. No, because you're going to get frustrated. Yeah, you'll get wound up by it. Um, have your brain switched on. Um, but it, it oh, what else do you want to say about the screenplay? I, it's, it's one of those ones. Sammy I'm Jenkins. Not... Can we talk about Sammy, Sammy, Sammy Jenkins? Um, just because I want to talk about good... it every episode. What a good storytelling device so excellent and and also um Stephen Topolowski I think um I, I I knew him from it was very strange I knew him from Glee so he was a kind he was a very comedic uh, role on Glee and so when I saw he was in this it, my first scene I was like there's no way I can take this seriously absolutely no way I I watched Glee before I saw this film and then within very very because he has maybe less than 10 minutes of screen time and in those 10 minutes your heart breaks for this guy oh for sure absolutely absolutely yeah just you know nails it it's it's the look it's the look on his face it is the kicking a puppy that is sat in front of you whimpering when he just keeps on putting the insulin into his wife and she's there watching him do it and he's blank expression on his face. I, you know what? I really enjoy doing this because this is looking after my wife. I've got a purpose. Juxtapose that to he's killing her. Bloody crushing! I want that. The the lunatic inside me wants ninety minutes of that story and how, what she went through and seeing him handle it as well. I think there's its own movie right there. Yeah, I I think it would be a horrible movie, but I know what you mean. Hey, Marriage Story yeah. is a horrible movie. It's fantastic. Marriage though. Story is a horrible. Oh my god, it's like that should come with a warning in front of it. It's like, oh my yeah. god, it's a love story. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. So anyway, yeah. So got it. Right. Okay. For some reason, my notes confuse me at this point. Um, quick sidebar: I've just realised that I'm drinking um, Pepsi Max. Um, I didn't think it was. I thought it was the Pepsi with all the sugar in it, which is what I need. So, cool. I've been chugging Pepsi and there's no sugar in it. So, feeling good. Might be a placebo. End oh, sidebar. 
and end the sidebar. Okay, that is a a, a fierce shot of Oberkelp straight in the gut. Yeah, that's a classic. Um, so this is where my notes confuse me. So we it ended up being three two to Memento. So instead of leaving it there, we went on to iconic status, and I think if I remember, Memento won. It did win, and I yes, think it did. I still agree. I think I was fighting the Dunkirk battle because of how much I love it without acknowledging how iconic Memento is. Um, I think what I talked myself into was that when I kind of acknowledged that I hadn't seen Memento in an extremely long time, but I was still hyper aware of what it was. Mm. I, I think it could go down as Nolan's most iconic film. I feel... Well, I think Dark Knight is going to fight it, but... Yeah. Original I, work. Yeah. Yeah. O- original work. Oh, um, I... But if you say Interstellar, I'm going to come over to Ireland and punch you in the gut. I, I don't. I, no, obviously, we know how much I love Interstellar, but Memento's story is better than Interstellar's story. Interstellar, I might find to be a more enjoyable film, but... Agreed, I, yeah. I yeah I, I do think that the the screenplay everything about Memento in terms of the writing is better mm-hmm. than Interstellar. Um, Man, I wish I'd have stacked this and put Interstellar versus Memento. I could have really. We may do that anyway. We may do like a runners up round, and it really really take you to the cleaners because I don't give a shit which one of them wins. But <laughs> I swear, to making you choose between your two favorite kids would be beautiful. You know what? We're doing that as a pay. We're doing that as an extra of some sort in the future for for people that. What was that, Ian? That for people that want extra content from us and that have the means to acquire it, well, I think we'll do that as a bonus episode. Cool. All right. So that's on the OnlyFans account, yeah. Got it. Cool. Um, so I think yeah. So uh, spoiler, Memento for iconic status. Dunkirk. It does everything right. So yeah. this is what is it? Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm quoting Picard. I really hope I'm not getting a Trek quote wrong here. It <laughs> oh, says, "Go on." It is. It is possible to do everything right and still lose. Yeah, that is not um, something that is human. Um, yeah, there, there's a bit of yeah. You, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, it doesn't do a damn thing wrong. But I think you came up with the argument about. I think I said it's the most. It's one of the most iconic war movies. Um, I, I don't even think I'm going to stick my flag in that. I I, I don't think I think uh, it it's great, but when you when I'm, and again we we may yet do a series in the future, and I'm not saying Dunkirk would lose this battle, but when you put it in, okay, let's talk war films. You've got Apocalypse Now, you've got Saving Private Ryan. Uh, they're just the first two that came to mind. Uh, there's obviously it's a genre. We'll find some other movies. Yeah. Um, if it's uh, you know uh holy god doesn't that look good film which is a genre i have just coined right there um <laughs> there are movies uh basically everything Denis Villeneuve has touched um and he can touch me oh i'm look i'm fucking saying it right now i love that man he can do no wrong um, right i'm quick, not saying quick note why the fuck didn't we cover dune in the news for god's sake it's a brilliant trailer. Go and watch it. That film's going to be immense. I tell you what. So for everyone who's who's listening, 
the trailer for Dune will get a proper breakdown in the intro for our next episode. We won't let it take too much of Nolan's time, but Dune, Dune deserves more time than we're giving it. Yeah, okay, and but we're going to do for that. tonight. Yeah. So, spoiler: there will be Dune. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler: there will be Dune. There will be Dune. Um, iconic status. I think for me, uh, boiling it down in twenty years. People will say Dunkirk was a very well-made film if they talk about it. When people say Christopher Nolan, I don't know what's going to happen in the next two decades in terms of what he'll come out with, but as from his existing uh, catalogue, they'll talk about Memento, the guy who made Memento and maybe The Dark Knight. Yeah, I think you're right. And I remember it might be more entertaining on the last episode because I think I really dug my heels in and said that in 20 years he's going to be remembered for Dunkirk. And I think that's where I did an about turn and I was like, I don't think he will. I think it's when you say the words. It's when you say the words, exactly. I think I will remember him for Dunkirk and I will. that will be my personal favourite. But... I already feel like the world has forgotten about Dunkirk. A little bit. A little bit. I think I think that's bit. right. Um, which is why it's great that we're here to objectively say it's better than Memento. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see what, right. So, well, you raise a good point. Because we've reached this part of the episode. So this is where we got to the last time, where we have three for Dunkirk and three for Memento. Yeah. So... Much in the same way that you are unhappy with some of the results of the earlier episodes, I was not happy with the result of the last one. But we'll 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 make our arguments again. So my argument is that of the two films, I feel I feel Memento takes the more important wins, which is iconic status, which is screenplay, mm, and performance. But I. See, I'm looking at score, and a good score does not a good movie make. It doesn't, but, I mean, you're, you're famous mm. for just shitting on scores and not really liking them. I mean, just remove all scores from movies, Sean, while you're at I it. Personally, Jesus. yeah, I just get rid of them. Just not needed whatsoever. Man! Yeah, music, music is the devil's play, child. It is. I have to agree, uh, and you would know. I have to disagree that, that Dunk, uh, that, uh, what's his name? Memento took the more important categories. Dunkirk won cinematography and you know what word mm. is in cinematography Tography. graphy uh, cinema <laughs> <laughs> god damn it we went for the same joke um yes <laughs> cinema cinematography now i uh, i'm not even gonna i don't know i don't know which ones are more important it's like you yeah no you're right actually i'll probably i'm probably gonna regret saying that sentence yeah, edit that one out um no fix- no i don't because then we'll lose the ography joke which was brilliant um Doing doing an Arnie impression there. I think... Why did we come to decide that Dunkirk won? I feel on the day you had more energy than me. No. um, (laughs) We both both probably went with... Because, yes, we, we both have a passionate love for film score. And Dunkirk has the better film score by far. Yeah. Um, A potentially... Obviously, it's the same director, but because Dunkirk won in direction, it probably feels like it should, much like the Oscars, you probably feel like if somebody yeah, wins director, probably it. should win film. Yeah, and best picture as well. Uh, I, yeah. So I think one of the arguments I made was that Memento feels dated. It There's no way around it. I, I Watching it, I think it feels dated as heck. It is 90s as hell. Um, it's a smaller movie. That's not a bad thing, but it 
it is less impactful. Um, I think it's, I think Dunkirk is an important movie, and I think it's handled extremely well. I think it's a better piece of art as well. To sound like an absolute twat, I do think it's a better piece of art than Memento. No, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's twatish to say that. I think it's because art is a very important thing to consider because cinema is an art. art. Yeah. Yeah. So. so like uh, I, I I went through my you know existential crisis the last day of oh, I couldn't possibly I uh, Memento will always have a fantastic place on the pantheon of Nolan films I do think in terms of the story it beats the Dark Knight trilogy um, in terms of what it tries to do and I would argue successfully it's probably better than most I I. I if I objectively, I might throw Memento up at the top of the Nolan list of films, but I can't disagree with anything you're saying either. Yeah, um, for me, it comes back to emotion. Um, Dunkirk gives me more feels. It gives me a lot more emotions. There are more moments in Dunkirk where I am fist pumping. I am teary eyed. Um, it's the it put both films in front of me and I'm gonna pick Dunkirk every single time unless I'm doing a deep dive analysis. Mm-hmm. Um it is oh, man I think it will age I think it will age better. I'm going back on myself. I think it will age better than Memento. I think people will talk about Memento more, but watch Dunkirk more. I think that's right. I think they will. In you know, the film studies class that we will inevitably be teaching in some Mate, I'm there college. For it. You joke, but I will uh, absolutely do the shit out of that. Absolutely. That's the whole other conversation. But yes, um, Memento is the one you teach on the course. Yep. Dunkirk is the one you reward your class with. Exactly. That's the one that you're watching at the end of the year, 100%. Yeah. So I, you know, I, as I say, I've, I've grown as a person. I'm okay with it. I think of the two films, I think Dunkirk deserves to win, but more so than any other pairing, it doesn't mean Memento loses. It really doesn't, and you can't call any of the Nolan films a loser other than Insomnia. Um, Or Tenet. Or Tenet. Thank God we're putting that into this. Um, Yeah, it's not a loser at all. It's got through to the second round. You had a good chance of convincing me it was Memento this time. But I think I would still would have stuck my flag in in Dunkirk. I will. It's the film that I'm going to watch, and I need to fo- I need to understand why it's the one that I'm going to put on every time. So that's what. Mm. That's why it gets my vote. Um. Now that feels like we raced through that, but we we. I think it was just concise. It was concise. However, we've clocked in at about the same time. I know the news was a little bit longer, but we we covered pretty much everything the same. So good job. Well done. Well, well done us. Well done us. No, um, so look, to everyone who's listening, genuine uh, apologies for the delay. It was Ghost in the Machine, Gremlins, everything. Um, we can only we can only promise not to let that happen again, Ian. And, uh, <laughs> we said this before, so I can't even promise that it's not going to happen again because we didn't want it to happen this time. Um, we didn't want to miss a day. We have. We'll be back on schedule next week. Um, kind of, we, we kind of want you guys to um to know that we're going to be there um and thank you very much for sticking with us and listening 
Um, thank you. Sean, you know what we did do last week? We kind of talked about, you got books. You got a book oh, out. You nice I person. Know. You No, I... I do, I do have books. Um, do you know what? I'll, I'll keep it easy for the listeners. If you if you hit up my website, seanferrick.wordpress.com, it's got links to, I've got two books available. Um, they are sci-fi. Well, one is like sci-fi, sci-fi. The other one is set in the future. When everything, everything just kind of collapsed a little bit. <laughs> so um, like next week or last week. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it seemed really <laughs> fantastical when I was writing it 10 years ago. Um, less so now. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, neither book is massively depressing. I feel like that's an important message. <laughs> oh man, to please put don't on. tell me that's in the blurb. Neither of these books oh. are depressing. Good. Yes, this will not make you. Uh, so um, yeah, check out check out the website about that, where you can uh, also find out information about this podcast as well. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, the re- I've actually only read uh, the second book, Gateway to Heaven, Shadow in the Stars, um, every time. But it's uh, it's time. a good read. It's fantastic. Um, right. You socials you know where to find us it's an englishman and an irishman at english irish dtm thank you very very much for listening guys we will be back on form next week um next week we will be doing um the dark knight rises versus now we're going to throw a curveball we're not going to throw a curveball cool no it's not the dark knight rises oh mother front door it's not we got through damn it we almost got through the whole episode without mentioning the dark knight rises there is there is a voodoo doll with, you know, D-K-R yeah. written on it. And Christopher Nolan Poking knows it. we're recording it goes, go for it. And the Dark Knight, and Knight, the Dark Knight Rises. And the Dark Knight Rises. So, curveball, next week we are going to be doing the Dark Knight versus following. Now, mm. I hear your outcry. Following wasn't in the first round. This is completely moot and invalid. Now, nah, none of you are actually saying that. Um, it didn't feel right doing the Dunkirk versus... Flipping heck. Doing The Dark Knight versus Batman Begins for obvious reasons. You could compare the two, but I don't think it's a very interesting conversation because there's a shit ton of overlap. There is a conversation to be had there, but not on this podcast. Um, Following, yeah, it hasn't got a hope in hell of getting to the final, we think, but we 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 haven't actually seen it yet. But I think there's going to be a more interesting conversation there so we can actually talk about a film that we haven't talked about yet. So, absolutely so that will be coming next week and I feel just for everyone who's listening I, I just want to put my apologies across I have kept this poor man up for about 48 hours at this point <laughs> so er, like this 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 one this one is on me I, and I think you can see it in his eyes if he blinks he blinks in Morse code and the Morse code says Dunkirk 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 um, yeah I am I had four hours sleep last night I've got a lot going on at work I am on hour 26 of 24 at the minute um I hope that was all audible for you. Um, it's definitely going to be more audible than the last episode. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Um, you'll find me on Twitter. I'm at Galactic Dave. You'll find him at Sean Ferrick. You'll actually find me at Galactic underscore Dave. Don't search for at Galactic Dave. You'll get a nasty surprise. Really don't search for Genuinely that. Genuinely don't. Funny in idea, not in practice. No, please don't. So tell us what you think of the episode. Say hi on Twitter. We're always here. We're pretty interactive. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye.